0: Welcome to Bundesliga Recap. It will be match day 21. Uh, first match day back in a little bit. But we'll start off with uh, Dortmund versus Hertha Berlin, which was a really convincing win. Um, Dortmund just show how many options they have, which is, like, ridiculous. They're attacking options. Like, Royce got a goal and assist. Adyemi got a goal and assist. Brandt and Mullen both got goals. And you could bring on the likes of... Baino Gittins, Hallar, and you have uh, like the likes of Gio Reyna on the bench. And Yusuf Makoko is injured. Like, that is ridiculous. The only team that I think even has close to that amount of depth is Bayern. And that's just because they're Bayern. But Dortmund, they've really found all this young talent. And they've really got a good amount of attackers. And that's why I think they're the strongest team to mount a title challenge. As uh, them, Union, and Bayern all sit on 43 points. But I'll talk about that a little later on. But I, I mean, I really think Dortmund have the strength um attacking. It's more if they can keep teams out of their own um keep teams away from scoring. Hummels and Schlutterbeck were the center back pairing for this game, were pretty solid overall. Nicholas Zula did not play a major role, only came on in the 87th minute. Is that a key thing that you might see going forward? It is interesting in um Dortmund's 1-0 win. Sula did play, so maybe they were just resting him. But Hummels did look good, so we'll have to see on that front. And they tried out uh, Julian uh, Reit- Reitersen, and he had a good game as well. So maybe they're finding a new back line. It's it, That's the big key to Dortmund's game. Uh, Hertha Berlin just need talent. 4-1 loss here. Toussard gets the goal. 25-year-old Frenchman, but he's a midfielder. Like, they just don't have any attacking um, threat going forward. Donnie Luca, bacchio just not in favor with the manager, even though he has the most goals on the team, got a goal last game um, off the bench, and just just cannot find the starting lineup. And, I mean, that's very interesting that um, uh, Sandra Swartz would keep him on the bench. I think that's a dumb move. He's been there this season, and he hasn't really guided too much well. Hertha Berlin's currently set 17th, two points out of the relegation, because 14th through 16th are all tied on 19. So it's a really good relegation battle race, but Hertha berlin got to kick it in if they want any way out. I mean, the next game, Augsburg versus Hoffenheim, another team that really needs points. But Augsburg would get three points, which... Um, Gets them out of the bottom, and now they're um, 13th and really pulling away. There's now a five-point gap between them and the relegation battle. Hoffenheim, though, really struggling. So they've traded in managers. Now they have Pellegrino Monorazzo, the American, and they're still struggling. They can't find anything going forward, and they have talent. Casper Dolberg. The, Denmark, uh, Den, Den, the Danish striker that they just got on loan from Nice cannot find any form. Elas Bebu from uh, Togo. He's been good in past years, just been injured this year, and only has two goals on the season. Baumgartner hasn't been in form. So, yeah, the team is just not going well. Only two players that played decent in this game were Delaney and Tukuma in the midfield. Um... Tukuma, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. He's German. He's an 18 year old midfielder. He really showed in this game, so maybe that's a talent they could look on uh, to help them in the future. But currently, um, Hoffenheim just sit or just not in the relegation position because of goal differential. So currently, that's a that's a big loss for Hoffenheim as a team. That I mean, everyone looks to to make a. Run at the Champions League spots or even just Europe spots, they're in sixth or they're in 15th. Pretty disappointing, but um, yeah, that's the pretty much the wrap on that game. Stuttgart versus Cologne. I want to talk about this one from the Stuttgart perspective. They've got a new manager, um, Bruno um, Labadia. He came in in December and he's got them in decent form currently, decent, not great. They did lose two games in a row, and their only like re- re- win since um, th- coming back has been in uh, the DFB Pokal, but they do get a win here, 3-0, pretty convincing over Cologne, um, and they had a lot of key contributors. Sosa, who's one of, one of the best outside backs, in my opinion, really underrated, 25-year-old Croatian, has been outstanding this season from Stuttgart. I'm surprised he hasn't left yet. He has a decent evaluation of $24 million too. So Stuttgart, as a club that needs funds, that, that could be a huge, huge um, sum on their part. The two Japanese midfielders, uh, Endo and Hiraguchi, both get assists in this game. And then um, their only frontman man who gets a goal is uh, Gil Diaz, his first goal in the Bundesliga. But I really want to talk about how dominant Stuttgart were in this game. I mean, if you just look at the shots, which aren't always the most accurate, but 13 shots to seven, or actually tw- uh, 17 shots to 12, but a lot of them were blocked. Five block shots for Cologne, four for Stuttgart, but seven on target for Stuttgart. And that's, I think, the main, thing that made the huge difference expected goals. And it was really in the second half where Stuttgart took over. That's where they got their last second two goals. And it showed why they were really the better team on this day. Great home performance. Uh, Next game, Bochum versus Freiburg. And I think the overall thing was this was a pretty convincing win. Gregorich, Holar, both get goals. I mean, this Freiburg team's rolling. They're in fourth. They're three points off the lead. There's a big chase coming for them. Leipzig and Freiburg are one and two points away from them, respectively. But it's very, very interesting and very competitive right behind them. And I think the thing that keeping Freiburg in this, even though they have such a low goal differential, only plus three, it's the way they can just find wins, grind them out. And when you have quality players like Vincenzo Grifo, who's got 11 goals and four assists and been on crazy form. In his last uh, five games, he's got three assists and two, two goals, so he's absolutely in stellar form. Uh, Mikhail Gregovic gets a goal in this one, which is great. He hasn't he hasn't scored in the past three games, so him finding form will be key. Lucas Holler gets a goal. he's That's only his third. So if they can get these um, forward players to get goals, their defense, which is one of the best in the league, can really shine. But it, it was a very comfortable win. The stats show it. The play showed it. Um, it was very interesting to see that um, it was the, the possession was pretty even. It just looked like Bochum couldn't do anything. Um, they did have a few chances, though. But just nothing was really working. Their issues, they just don't have enough talent. I Like I said about the other team, they just don't have enough talent. And that's why they find themselves 16th. And I think the relegation battle is super interesting, but... Bochum, I think, probably are the ones to go down. I just don't see anything going forward, like just creativity. I do like Entweety Entwe Adagiti, uh, a Ghanaian uh, left winger. He's got uh, two goals and six assists for a Bochum team that's only created uh, 24 goals. That's very, very key. And they've got Philip Hoffman, who's got seven goals, but. And they've got Simon Zoller, who's also got three goals. Like, they just can't find anyone really going forward. And when you get a red card while you're trying to push back, just doesn't help. And um, Anthony Lozila in the 63rd minute. Yeah, just disappointing. I don't know. Uh, Freiburg, much is a better team than Boca. And then I want to talk about a team, that, again, on another positive note. Leipzig are finally finding better form. I know they did just lose 2-1 to uh Union but it's looking a lot better from their perspective. They got Forsberg getting goals, Limer and Slobertsky all getting goals, very key. And Wolfsburg is a decent team. They're 7th. They're 9 they're 9 points away from Leipzig, which is a big gap. But I think the biggest thing for Leipzig is they're only one spot away from uh Freiburg, one point. And um, which is the Champions League spots, and they're really only four points out of the title challenge. Now, do I think they'll make a push? Maybe. And would I actually have them higher than Union in my title? Probably, just because they have so much more depth, and as the season moves on, as the fixtures pile up, as the legs move on, I think Leipzig have such depth where you can bring on Nkuku, Limer, Poulsen. So when coming now with Nkuku coming back, That's so crucial. And then you get Umo back, Omo back in mid-March. So, I mean, having that is just so nice. Marco Rosa's finally got this team clicking. The back line seems very uh, put together. And David Realm was finally fitting in, which is outstanding as he had a brilliant game, even though he didn't have any goal contributions, but flying up and down that left wing. Timo Werner looks good. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's a really good—and I'd be scared to face Leipzig. um, I mean, Manchester City's going to have to face them. I think they'll be the ultimate test for Leipzig. If they can put on a show and at least compete with Manchester City, they don't need to necessarily win the tie or move on. But if they show that they're up to the standards of Manchester City, then I think there's a real title challenge, and they're only four points back, which is definitely catchable because Bayern haven't been so good this season. Like, they haven't been perfect. We'll talk about them a little bit later but they're dropping points. So it is, I mean, it's it's possible to catch them, and it'll be really fun to see how Leipzig continue through the season just with their incredible attack and with Nkuku coming back. I mean, it, it's just so much fun to watch. Talking about another player who's really fun to watch, Kolo I won't say too much on him because the entire world is talking about him, so you can find a lot of stuff on him. But 10 goals, 10 assists. I mean, he's 24 years old. He's taken the world by storm. He was fine for nonce, but he really just just shown so much with Frankfurt. I mean, he's been outstanding, averaging a goal every 161 minutes, but it's a 10 assists that he's also providing. He's not just scoring. He's providing his teammates with assists. It's absolutely amazing. But I want to talk about another player on the team that I really like. Anzur Knauf, he's a 21-year-old player. He's on loan from Dortmund. I think Dortmund should call him back because he's so talented. He's so quick. He's so well. He does really, really well on the left side as a wing back. Definitely a threat for uh, Frankfurt. But overall, it was just an easy win for Frankfurt. They walked um, Bremen. Bremen only had three shots, zero on target, Frankfurt had six shots on target, so yeah, it was just a dominate performance. Uh, one of the goals was an own goal, so shooting themselves in the foot for Bremen. But overall, it was a dominant win from Frankfurt. Keep um keep them moving. It was interesting to see how um uh, if you watch the game, Bremen did have a lot of possession. They had more possession than uh, Frankfurt did, which is surprising given the scoreline and the expected goals. But They just couldn't do anything with it. There was no chance creation, and that's what worries me because they're a team that's going to feed off of chance creation when you have a striker who's been so good as Nicholas Fulcru. He's just out of form right now. He hasn't got a goal since January 28th, so that's not super far away, but it's just you need to provide service for him to be effective, and they just haven't been able to do that. So when they can't do that, it's going to be hard. They've lost their last games 2-0 to Dortmund and Frankfurt, two good teams. But I think overall, if Vetter Bremen can provide more, more balls in and more service to full crew and Dush, they're gonna find success. They both, both these strikers are big men. They're over six foot one, so it's just a, it's just a thing that v- Vetter Bremen needs to improve on. Although they're they are sitting eleventh and they're comfortably away from the relegation battle, and I don't expect them to challenge in the re- relegation battle at all. They've got a good team. They just need to provide more service. Uh, Then moving on uh, to Union versus Schalke. This was a really, really good game for Schalke. And very surprising. Um, Union were the better side. They had more shots on target, 4-1. Schalke only had one shot on target. But Schalke defended very, very well in this game. They were very solid. And as a team who's given up so many goals... This was a game that they really showed that they can uh, hang around with some of the best in the Bundesliga. But Schalke's biggest issue is they cannot score a goal. They don't have the talent to score. So when you don't have the talent to score, you've got to kind of bunker. Thomas Reich, um, he came in in October, and he hasn't really done too well. But Schalke, they're on 13 points. They're four points away from Hertha Berlin. And, uh six points away from safety. So it's it's going to be a struggle, but I think they can do it. They just need to get someone in form, some way to get goals, and I think if this defense can uh, solidify, they have a slight chance. Um, another game that I would really like to discuss was the Leverkusen versus Mainz game. This is just a fun game to watch. Back and forth, A uh, missed penalties start the game, then Mainz goes and scores. After um, Tapsoba misses a penalty for Leverkusen, Then Leverkusen gets one back. Then Mainz gets one. Then Leverkusen gets another. And then a late winner in the 82nd penalty after a red card. I mean, what a game. Absolutely an amazing game. It could have gone both ways. Um, The shots on target were the same. There was a lot more shots that uh, Leverkusen took. But overall, I mean, it was just an incredible match. Two teams that... Are good on their day, but I mean, Leverkusen has had a dreadful season, absolutely dreadful. They're in 10th, they're 27, they're on 27 points, and they're currently 13 points out of Champions League qualification. So they're just so far away from anything, and it's disappointing. Like these losses have just been piling up, they have a zero goal differential, they're letting in so many goals right now and they can't score as much as they should, probably should be. They have so much talent. But part of it is just they're not super healthy right now. They're missing Musa Daibi, key player right there, and um, Anguiz, another central midfielder who holds the ball down. Shik comes off the bench and gets a goal. Verts is back and gets an assist. It, hopefully, if he can slowly work back, get into better form. This could definitely propel uh, Leverkusen forward. And they're the team that could make go on a per, almost a perfect run until the end of the season. They have so much talent. It's just how well um, can their manager, Jabi Alonso, pull them together, which is such an interesting hire. So he's, a, I mean, he's 41 years old. He's very young. I think this is a really good hire. October, I think it was good, but it's just going to have to wait to see if it really was a good hire because they haven't been in the greatest form, and if they cannot continue to uh, play well, Jabi could be out of a job. They lose 3-2 to two in the Europa League, which is just not good at all. They'll have a chance to uh, go to Monaco to claim that back, but overall, just not a great uh, start to his manager. Four losses out of the last five, so he's on a downward sp- spiral right now. He had a good run of form, but... He needs to pull it back. Guaranteed, he was given a tough position. But the game I wanted to talk about, and the game that everyone's talking about, was Bayern versus Gladbach. I saved it to last because there's a lot of uh, on the line here. So first, I want to talk about the red card. It happened in the eighth minute. The first thing that happened in the game, Diet Open gets a red card. Now, is this a red card is what the internet is trying to figure out. I, I'm a ref, but I, I mean, I'm... I'm slightly favored towards Bayern, but I'm going to say it wasn't a red card. I mean, take it for what you will. But I believe it wasn't a red card just because he was not enough contact. Now There was a little bit of contact uh, from the knee, and I think that is grounds to give a foul. And since he does give the foul, he has to give the red card, which makes sense because it it falls all the laws for so. It's the last man. It's an obviously goal-scoring opportunity if it's a foul. So if it's a foul, it's definitely a denial of obviously an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. But I don't think it's a foul. I think uh, Plie is looking to go down. I think he's, as soon as he feels any bit of contact, he goes down, he dives. And I think the worst part about this for me is this is telling strikers, not only in the Bundesliga, but all around Europe, that this is okay. Like, you can go down, and you can get fouls, and you can get red cards or penalties in key moments of the match. And I just don't think that's good for the game. I don't think this should have been called. It really put a really hard emphasis on Bayern in this game. They it they do kind of battle back, but stats favor Gladbach. And Gladbach played well, to be fair. But being a down a man the whole game definitely uh has a big impact. Hoffman played so well in this game, man in the match for sure, two assists and a goal. Stindl gets in a goal, Plie gets an assist, and Turam gets a goal. He's finally getting, he might be able to find some form after struggling after the uh, World Cup. But he's got 11 goals on the season, definitely a bounce back year after only three goals last year. This is more goals than he's ever had in the Bundesliga, and more league goals than he's ever had in his entire career, so congrats to him on this goal, but overall, Bayern did show some life. Matthias Tell was good, he gets a goal when he comes on, that's very good. Um, Cancelo comes on uh, later, but I really don't like this 3 at the back for Bayern, I don't know. I like that Davies – I like overall, but I just don't – Daily Blend was just all over the place today. Uh, you, I think DeLick needs to start. I know he's trying to rest some players, but I feel like there's times to rest, and this was just not one of them. Gladbach have killed Byron so many times. It's You know they're going to be a nuisance to Byron, and in fact, they were. So I just don't know – I don't understand the why he would put uh, – such a B team almost out there. Having Gnabry play on the right as right wing back, just not going to work. I think they should rework the team a bit, and uh, not playing Musiala from the start, again, I think is a big mistake. He's been such good form that I think that's just so disappointing. But I want to talk about the title race, and I think it's such an interesting thing, and this is why everyone's talking about the Bundesliga so much. And I think it's great, but then when you look at the stats, it's just it's not going to happen. Byron are going to win it again. And I don't think there's any way you can disprove that. Like, I just think Bayern are going to run away with it. And here's the reason. They have Ford, a plus 40 goal differential. The next closest is Dortmund and Leipzig at plus 17. So Bayern more than doubled everyone in goal difference. If you look at the team stats... Bayern have the highest rating in foot, for footmob, um, but they have the highest goals per match at 2.9. Dortmund are at 2.1. Leipzig are at 2. That just shows you how far ahead they are of everyone. Bayern can see the least amount of goals per match at 1. Union Berlin are right there at 1.1. Bayern averaged the most per, uh, possession by 5 percentage points. Um, Bayern have the most expected goals, most shots on target, biggest chances created. Uh, accurate passes per match. Every single metric that you're looking at, Bayern are ahead in. And the defensive, they're there too. Bayern high-press the crap out of you. They have the most uh, balls won in the final third per match at 6.6, over one ahead of everyone else. And so while high-pressing, I just don't think these te- these teams can play out of it. And that's why I think... Uh, Bayern are going to run away with this, and I don't think it's going to be close. But there, there's a shot. I just, I just don't see it happening. But thank you for listening to uh, Bundesliga Recap. I know it's been a while, but thank you. I appreciate it. And it's going to be a very, very interesting season to... Uh, I mean, moving on for the whole season. I think the title race is something to watch out for. Just a quick thing on the... Uh, relegation battle, Schalke, 13 points, Hertha Berlin, 17 points, and then Bochum, Hoffenheim, Stuttgart are all on 19. Augsburg are five points ahead of them. So realistically, there's a there's a race between four teams it's through Stuttgart and Hertha Berlin. Those those four teams with Hoffenheim and Bochum, they're all battling for survival. I think Hoffenheim will have the best squad out of all of them. I think Stuttgart are well-managed. I think Bochum and Hertha Berlin will go down. I think Shelko will not be able to get out of it, but I, it's a very, very interesting race, and I think there could be lots of twists and turns. If Augsburg run into bad form, they could join them, and Clone could too. So it's just really, really be it's going to be really interesting to see as the season progresses who's going to drop and who can stay up. Realistically. In the 16th spot, you're most likely safe just because of how many Bundesliga teams have won in the past. But you never know. It's a two game playoff and anything could happen. But overall, it's a very fun Bundesliga season. There are three teams tied for the lead. I do, as I said, I just made my case why Bayern, I think, will win just based off statistics. But you never know. Dortmund have the talent. Union Berlin have been so solid at the back. And RB Leipzig, they're only four points out. And with the momentum they're building. You never know. Uh, Marco Rosa has been a great coach for them. But yeah, thank you for listening and have a great day. Bye.